You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. As we do every Friday, we go over our buddies at my bookie. And I'm going to talk briefly about every game, give you a pick straight up and against the spread. We're brought to you by Swap today. I'm excited to tell you about them, as well as The Athletic. I have told you about them in the past, but they are good friends of the Locked On Network, which I urge you to check out all the shows. We actually have college now. Um, but let's just dig into it. And I guess I screwed up last week because I went to my bookie and just read off all the games. And because of Aaron Rodgers' injury situation, the Packers-Vikes game wasn't on ta- wasn't there. So I just glanced over it. I was going to pick a tie, so just in case you were wondering. So that's what, what happened with that one. But, oh well. I um, guess that would have been helpful for your betting knowledge. But, oh well. Um, anyway, let's go and roll through these games. We got the Colts going to the Eagles. Eagles are really banged up. Frank Reich is obviously extremely familiar with his old team. Phillies D hasn't been wonderful. You know, their defensive line is awesome, led by Fletcher Cox, but Andrew Luck gets rid of the ball so unbelievably quickly right now as he's coming back from injury. And of course, Wentz comes back from injury here. Does the Eagles pass rush have as much to say about this game if the ball's, you know, out like that? I mean, so, you know, going into the season, I kind of looked at the Colts like this is one of the worst teams in the league. And you look at the Eagles and say they're the best team in the league or one of the best teams in the league. But that's not how they either team looked last week, that's for sure. Do you think this Colts defense is better than people think? They get to the ball. I mean, they hustle to the ball and get a lot of tacklers on the ball. They're pretty fast. You can see how they're they're building themselves to play like a dome team. Um, the Eagles are seven-point favorites at home. It's a little rich for me with Wentz return, Alshon out, light on weapons, secondary hasn't looked great. I think the Eagles win it, but... I think it's a little closer than that. I'll take the points on the road. Here's a tough one for me. The Bengals are getting three in Carolina. And I look at this game and think, who's the better team right now? I think it's close. I think it's about the same. And I worry, you know, I look at Cincinnati and think, are they going to be able to run the ball against a good front seven? And, you know, Price, the center is out. No mixing, of course. It's going to have to be somewhat of a Dalton game on the road. That lines up to usually saying, hmm, I don't think they're that, I don't think that ends up being a win. But can they handle AJ Green and these weapons? I think that they'll have a lot of favorable matchups with you know the 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 receiving core overall. On the other side of the ball, I think that Bengals D is quite good. And I think they have a massive advantage in pass in the passing game coming after Newton against a really banged up suspect offensive line to begin with. So, but it's in Carolina. Like, this is a hard one for me. I'm definitely going to take the three points because I think, I think it's a very even game and I think it's a coin flip game with who ends up winning. So if you're going to give me three, I'm cool with that. I would think that it's going to be a lot of Newton runs, try to attack the linebackers for Cincinnati, a lot of McCaffrey passing against linebackers. 
But I'm going to say the Bengals pull the upset special. Three points counts as an upset special. Adam and Eve on a raft for you, those of you that remember. Cup of mud. Um, Saints also are getting three in Atlanta. And again, I'll take the points in what I think is an even matchup. Atlanta's playing better than the Saints right now. But Atlanta's run defense is a problem right now. And we know that they're without Neil and Jones. And Atlanta historically allows a lot of receptions to running backs as part of how their offense is designed. It's something they concede. Like for the fantasy world, Kamara might be my number one receiver, my number one running back this entire week. I mean, I think it's going to be a lean on Kamara game on the road. And I think he puts up huge numbers. I also think Lattimore should do better against Julio Jones than he's played of late. I believe in the player. But I think Atlanta at home, they have some they have some injuries too. I mean, is that Saints pass rush going to come back? I think so. I think the Saints O-line can control this game. I'm going to go for another upset special. I was torn on this one too. But if you're going to give me three, yes. And I think the Saints win it outright close, 31-30. I mean, like 28-27, you know, something along those lines. I mean, this is going to be a close game. I mentioned we have a new sponsor called Swap. And I urge you to check these guys out for sure. So here's the deal with these guys is what it is, is it's basically the world's biggest. Swap.com is basically the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. But it's high, high quality stuff. So it's crazy how much we pay for new brand name clothes. You know, why do we buy our kids clothes if they're going to outgrow them? My kids are growing like weeds. I mean, we spend so much on name brands. My kids wear so much Nike and things like that. And Swap.com has those brands and many other similar ones that it's so much smarter just to basically use them and then give them on to somebody else. And that's what Swap.com is here for, you know, here to do. It's the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. So stop driving to store after store and sifting through racks, especially through millions of clothes. And so instead, you can sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com with easy-to-use filters to find exactly what you need. Over 15 million tons of textiles are wasted every year. Shopping secondhand at Swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment, which is something you can feel good about as well. So, Swap.com is the largest online consignment and thrift store, as I mentioned. With Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off retail price on your favorite brands. I mentioned Nike, J. Crew, Carter's, Gap, you name it. I mean, there's tons. Quality hand-inspected items are added daily. If, someone, if something doesn't fit, enjoy textile or hassle-free returns within 90 days. It's very, very easy. And we got a special offer. So, you get 35% off selected items for your first order with the promo code locked on all one word all caps plus find new deals every day on swap.com's homepage so again it's 35 percent off use our promo code locked on all one word all caps so let's get back to these games i got another upset special coming here denver plus five and a half in baltimore again i'm very happy taking the five and a half points in this game i think these are I think Denver's a better team. In Baltimore's a tough place to play. I mean, it's much different for a Bronco team than hosting in the Mile High City. 
don't have a lot of confidence in either one of these quarterbacks right now. And who's going to run the ball better? Denver's run defense has been awesome. And their pass defense hasn't been quite as good as you think as it has been. But their edge pass rush is. So if they can't run against the Broncos, which I don't think they will, it's going to be a Flacco game. And that means a lot of Chubb and Vaughn coming his way. I don't like how that sounds. Um, Again, I'm, I'm not excited with how Keenum's playing, but I like his receivers a lot. I think the loss of Jimmy Smith for the Ravens secondary is gigantic. And I just don't know that the Ravens defense, I think it might be a little overrated right now. You know, where's the pass rush come from? It certainly wouldn't surprise me at all if Baltimore wins this game, you know, 13-10 on a last-minute Justin Tucker field goal. But I don't think they win by five and a half, and I am going to take Denver to win this one outright. Another one of two teams not playing very well. Giants go to Houston. Giants are getting six and a half. Now, my immediate thought here is, how are the Giants going to get Watt, who's playing well, merciless, clowny blocked, especially that right side of the line and with a new center? That's a concern. I mean, there's no doubt. But... If I'm the Giants, and I don't know if Eli even has this in him anymore. I'm worried about him, and I'm worried about the protection. But why not get some bigger personnel out there and max protect and go to Odell early, often, deep against these corners? You're paying him a bazillion dollars. He's an utter superstar. Make this an Odell game on the road. And, of course, Barkley's going to catch his passes and get some touches, too, of course. On the other side, I look at the Giants and think, I'm not that impressed with this defense. I'm not impressed with the Texans' O-line. I'm not impressed with either O-line. Again, I don't think it's a real high-scoring game. I think they're going to play, but the Texans' wide receivers are collectively very banged up. I'll gladly take six and a half on the road. I think it's a close game. I think Houston, this is their first home game, gets a narrow, narrow win. Raiders getting three in Miami. Miami's playing much better than the Raiders right now, but Oakland really should have probably won that game in in Denver. I mean, Carr completed like every pass. I would think you'll see Cooper on Xavier Howard a high percentage of the time, but I think the Raiders' offense is pretty darn good. Miami's a team that I have a hard time finding great strengths or great weaknesses for, but it's a cross-country road trip in heat and humidity. That favors them. And I really think the Raiders' D is a massive problem. And I think Tannehill will do more RPOs, will have will be pretty well protected. I think Drake has a nice day. But again, I'll take the points on the road. I think the Raiders' offense moves the ball with some consistency. I'm thinking like 23-21 Miami, something like that. So narrow win for the home team. Packers in Washington... Packers are favored by three and a half. I'm going to take Washington to win it. And if you're going to give me points at home, great. I think everyone's kind of looking at Washington like, man, you just lost the Colts, dude. Yeah, but two weeks ago, they just destroyed the Cardinals on the road. They had a lot of O-line injuries throughout that game. But the key to me here is, you guys know I adore Aaron Rodgers, and I think he's a phenomenal. But he isn't going to be able to move. And Washington might have the best pass rush in the league. I mean, it's certainly in that conversation. 
I think he's going to be harassed. I think he's going to have a hard time extending plays in Washington. It's going to be loud. They'll jump of the snap count. And I think the Washington offense can matriculate the ball with Eric, you know, with Alex Smith and short passing and Peterson enough to eat a lot of clock and then really hunt with Rodgers. So, and, what, and the Redskins secondary has been a little better than you think, too. I think Washington wins this and if you're going to give me points. So, yet another upset special. Crazy. All right, here's the one I'm not going to spend much time with. Bills are going to the Vikes. A couple things just to touch on. 17-point dogs in Minnesota. Dalvin Cook's not going to play. It'll be a heavy Latavius Murray game. Um, I'm going to pick the Vikes to win. I mean, the Vikes are going to win this game. But, and I only half kind of believe in these things, but history shows that I probably should believe in them more. I mean, it, it's a classic kind of sandwich game, you know, that the game that's easy to overlook after a crazy game against your biggest rival Packers ends in a tie. You got the worst team in the league coming here. Everyone on the Vikes know you're seven point four, 17 point favorites at home. And you got the Rams on Thursday night coming up. Like, this is a real, real easy team to overlook. And I think the Vikes win going away. But I bet Josh Allen has some Bortles-like garbage time in this game and gets it to within 17. You know, I mean, that's not asking that much to get to within 17. I mean, could this game be 31-3? to Yeah, it could. I mean, there's no doubt about that. It could. Um, I mentioned before that a sponsor that's been with us for a while now is The Athletic. So what you got to do, I'm sure you're familiar with them already. I will tell you more about them for sure. They're a subscription-based publisher of smart sports coverage for the diehard fans like you. So you have to go to theathletic.com slash LockedOnNFL, all one word, all lowercase. Theathletic.com slash LockedOnNFL, all lowercase, all one word. That gets you 40% off your first year subscription. So you're only paying $2.99 a month. Um you get in-depth coverage written by journalists who know their team inside and out. Sage Rosenfels, who's with me every Tuesday, he writes for them. Um, my man, Mark Caboli, takes care of their Steeler stuff. He does a great job. They got national dudes like Jay Glazer, Ross Tucker, my man, Dane Brugler. So, you know, the athletic is really getting after it here. So this is something you definitely need to check out. And here's the key, too, is... Subscribers have access to local and national content. The national content's a newer thing that they're branching out because they're growing. With more than 650 news stories published every week across all sports. 650. That's crazy. So, like I said, what you have to do here is you go to theathletic.com slash LockedOnNFL. All one word. All lowercase. That gets you 40% off your first year subscription. So you're only paying $2.99 a month. So... Go check that out right now. All right, all right. Here's a tough game for me, too. Niners at Chiefs. Chiefs just dismantled the Steelers' defense. That's a lot of points. This is the home opener for Kansas City. Really tough place to play. Awesome offense. But I don't think the world quite understands how bad the Chiefs' defense is. I also think the Niners' D, Buckner, you know, Foster's back. Fred Warner. Sherman's playing well. Isn't all that bad. And I think that they will make it tougher on the Chiefs, even in Kansas City, than Pittsburgh did, which anyone would have made it harder than that. I also look at this game and think, boy, 
I bet Shanahan's loving what he's seeing on tape from the Chiefs' D. You know, they love using more than a team in the league. They love Carl Juszczyk. They love heavy personnel, especially on early downs. And often throwing out of heavy personnel because you get predictable coverages. You get heavier defensive players on the field. I sent a tweet out today. George Kittle is going to score a million fantasy points this week. No Eric Berry. Linebackers that don't cover well. I think Shanahan schemes up a lot of points in this game. And Garoppolo looks like a star. I think Kansas City wins it in a high-scoring endeavor, but not by seven. Seven's a lot for me with that defense. Chargers at Rams might be the the marquee game here. Uh, Rams are getting seven and a half. Both are Los Angeles teams, but the Rams are home. Chargers O-line has been a problem. That's a bad problem to have against Aaron Donald and Sue and Brockers and a blitz every guy and, and Phillips. Chargers have a lot of weapons, but they have really good corners. Ugh. Can they attack the middle of the field? Sort of. And I think Gordon has a nice day for sure, both on the ground and as a receiver. But I wish Gates were 10 years younger. You know, like, the middle of the field seems like the place to attack that Rams defense, and I just don't know that the Chargers are super equipped to do it. I wish they had Bosa on the other side. I think pass rush might be okay, not great. Going to live against three receiver sets. And try to slow down Gurley. So as you can tell, I like the Rams. I don't know that I like them by 7.5, though. I mean, Rivers, Allen, Gordon, Ingram, Derwin James. You know, like, there's a lot of good players on this Chargers team. It's not like they're traveling across country or anything along those lines. I'm going to give... I'm going to take the Chargers plus 7.5, but I think the Rams win it. The Bears are favored by 6 on the road. I know it's Arizona... But are the Bears a team that's ready to be favored by six on the road in the NFL right now? Trubisky's very uneven. Defense is great. Cardinals' offense is dismal. But these are NFL teams in Arizona. I know Washington just walked in there two weeks ago and crushed them. And I think the Bears win. And I think that the Brad, you know, we see Rosen in this game. I just don't know if the Bears' D... Remember, the Cardinals' D was pretty damn good last year. And it hasn't been great so far. And I know there's a new scheme and a new coach. But I bet they keep it close against the Bears' team that I think is going to lean on Howard, lean on defense, probably control the game, but not be up by 14 or anything like that. Low scoring. Again, give me the points. Home dog. Six-point home dog. I like that. All right, we got three more games. Cowboys are getting a point on the road in Seattle. Tough place to play, I get that. But I think Dallas wins this game. I mean, Dallas's pass rush is legit. Dallas's defense is legit. Seattle's pass protection, not legit. Seattle's offense, I think, is a disaster other than the quarterback. Other side of the ball, Seattle's not rushing the passer all that well. I mean, I think the key here is I think Dallas's defense is the best unit out there. And because they dominate, well, because they control this game and play well, that allows them to hand it to Elliott and hand it to Elliott and hand it to Elliott on the road and play conservative on offense and make some big plays on defense. 
that's kind of the formula that Dallas needs to play, and I think Seattle sets up well for them to do so. I know it's on the road. I don't love that part. And I don't trust Dallas all that much, to be very honest, but I trust Seattle less. You're going to give me a point. I'll take them to win, and I'll take the point gladly. Sunday night, we got the mentor versus the, the master, you know, the Padawan, um, the Sith Lords. Patriots favored by seven in Detroit. I'm taking the Pats. I mean, are they going to lay an egg two weeks in a row? I think we see a lot more Sony Michelle. I think New England scores a lot of points in this game against the Lions defense that is going to be overmatched, that Belichick's going to know how to attack. I mean, has Patricia shown anything yet? And it's not saying he won't, that he's ready to outduel the master, you know, that he's ready to take down the emperor. I mean, is he Lord Vader? No. I don't see it. Patriots, I'm sure, on defense will have their hands full. I mean, I think that there'll be a lot of points in this game. And, you know, a home team getting seven is really attractive, as you could tell by my other picks throughout this this conversation. I just think Brady has a performance on primetime that makes you go, yep, that's the Pats. You know, maybe Gordon gets deep downfield you know, if he plays. Um, I do think the Lions score points, though, and I think their their weaponry is quite solid. And I'd like to see both more, more of both rookie running backs, Carrion Johnson and Michelle. The game I've been talking to death, of course, all week is Pittsburgh going to the Bucks. Bucks are getting a point at home. The Bucks have been the much better team of the two this thus far in the season. I'm going to take Steelers, though. Call me a homer. Call me whatever. I think their defense is much better than what we saw against Kansas City, and I don't think the mental errors almost can't be as bad as they were against the Chiefs. The Bucks' offense is obviously extremely dangerous, but they don't run the ball well. And I know he's been MVP level and unbelievably good. I just think Fitzpatrick's due to turn into a pumpkin because the whole offense has to go through him. They don't run the ball well. Both their tackles are banged up. Steelers, despite their problems on defense, rush the passer very well. And I think Fitzpatrick will get hit, and I think he'll throw a couple to the other team. And I'm sure that's what the Eagles thought a week ago, too, is he can't do it for two weeks in a row. He can't do it for three weeks in a row. I just, I've seen too much of this quarterback to believe that this is who he is. They're phenomenal games. I respect them for it. I just have seen this guy, I've seen this story before with this dude, not to this degree, but I don't trust him. Meanwhile, the Steelers on primetime are like 11-0 and in the last couple games. Roethlisberger's lit it up. That was the worst pass defense in the league last year, and their deep defensive line has a lot of injuries too, Tampa. Their secondary is bad. I mean, does Antonio Brown get 200 yards? After all the drama and nonsense this week, which was more ado about nothing, to be very honest with you. Juju, tight ends are involved. The Steelers, I think, will run the ball a little more. I think they win this one like 31-24, something like that. And the world kind of writes itself and these teams, you know, kind of end up being, oh, that's kind of what we thought these two teams would be. All right, guys. Sorry this came to you a little late today. But uh, spread the word. Leave me a comment on iTunes. See you.